You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Thank you. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. Does anybody want to pray a little this morning? Anybody? Anybody? You don't have to say yes because it's Sunday. Anybody? Help me tell the person next to you. Tell them you chose a good seat this Sunday. Tell them because you are sitting next to me, you are going to be richer, you are going to be better, you are going to be holier. Uh, just because you are sitting next to me, all right, your life will change forever. I, 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 yeah, tell them, I know you don't know who I am, but <laughs> uh, ask them for permission to pray for them. Ask them. Tell them, I'm about to pray a life-changing prayer over your life. All right, I just want you to be in agreement. And then also ask them if they would not mind if you hold your hand. Tell them it's nothing romantic. It's just a gesture of spiritual connection. And so that the prayer... I see whose hands you're holding very quickly already. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, could we just pray in the Spirit, church? Could we pray in the Spirit? I believe that there is something that happens when the body of Christ gathers. It is not just another meeting. It is not just another gathering. It is not a, it's not a club. It is not a political meeting. Jesus says, where two or more of you are gathered. He says, there I am, I, there I am in the midst of... So Jesus is here. The Bible says the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, it says there is liberty. And in case you don't know what we do when we speak in tongues... We speak in tongues as inspired by the Holy Spirit. Paul says when we pray in tongues, he says we speak mysteries unto God. And if you do not speak in tongues, that is okay. Just go ahead and speak a blessing to God. But all across this place, it doesn't matter whether you are playing the drums or whether you are in the multimedia booth. May I ask that we pray this morning. That the will of God be done. That the kingdom of God will come in the lives of everyone who is under the sound of our voices. My God. Lord, take over. Lord, take over. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's ask God that he will do that which only him can do. Let's ask God that he will come through in the lives of the people whose hands you are holding. In the name of our Lord Jesus, someone's strength is about to fail. Let's ask God. The Bible says he is the resurrection and the life. The Bible says he is the one who gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. Let's ask him to intervene this morning. He is a prayer answering God. He is a prayer answering God. I like you lastly to pray over them. Pray that as we go into God's word, that their ears are open, their eyes will see, they will behold wonders from the word of God. We bind distractions in the name of the Lord Jesus. We bind the spirit of confusion. Lord, as Paul prays in Ephesians 1, we declare that we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Let us understand the hope to which we have been called, the inheritance we have with the saints, the power that is at work in us what who believe. Lord, we refuse to waste this time. Our Father, we thank you. We give you all praise and all glory in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Gospel shout a big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Amen. Tell the person next to you, tell them thank you so much for praying for me. Thank you. I'm going to see what happens in the next week. And know if you are a real Christian, just thank you very much. But if you do not know who you are sitting next to, would you please introduce yourself? Um, tell them your real name. This is church, no need to use fake name. No, your real name, right? Hallelujah. I am so excited. I told the guys who walked me up to keep on reminding me, please don't sing, don't sing. So, oh wow. <laughs> we should sing. 
Yeah, it's not me, it's the people. <laughs> um, I will sing in the middle of the message. Just remind me. So if you listen to the message for like 20 minutes, you know that point where you're about to drift off, just say sing, sing, okay? I will sing. If you're first time at Life Point, may I welcome you very specially. My name is Idris. Uh, P.I. is my nickname. Uh, um, it means Pastor Idris. Um, right? That's what it means, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, but we are um, an expression of the Elevation Church, um, which is pastored by Pastor Godman and Bonerwa Kinlabi. Um, we've got six, I think, expressions across the world. Uh, there's the Island Church further down, there's Greater Lekki Church towards Ekbe, there's the Mainland Church at Maryland, there's an Ikorodu Church in Ikorodu, there's a Canada Church. Um, am I missing anything? There's a London Church coming where I'm going soon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, where there's no, they don't take light and all that stuff. Just preach. But let's see what God will do. All right, uh, let's see what God will do. Uh, we have the very distinct honor this morning of having um, a couple of visitors. I will introduce them, Reverend Chris and Reverend Mrs. Mabel Ackberry. Please let's say, make them feel very, very welcome. Thank you so much. District of Asia's First Square Gospel Church. Obedi District Worry. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, ma. They are actually Pastor Chinaya's godparents. Um, thank you so much for coming to church. She said she kind of tried to warn them not to come, that they wear jeans in my church, but they came. So we're so glad to have you. We believe God brought you here for a purpose. All right. Um, I want to preach very quickly. Look, that conversation about the history of the church was nice, but it ends today. All right. So next Sunday, we start a conversation about purpose and life. Um, next Sunday... Yeah, next Sunday, um, we have a fantastic gentleman. I love to teach and preach, but I also love to be honest. And the gentleman who's preaching next Sunday uh, is someone who I know is extremely gifted. He pastors a church called Pet Petra Christian Center. He's flying in all the way from Abuja. Uh, Pastor Ayo Ajani will be here next Sunday. And it promises to be a fantastic time. So please invite people. Please come in early. Uh, he's he's uh, he's a young person who is a young man like me. Sometimes when I say I'm young, people are like, <laughs> I heard you. I know your laughter. I know who you are. <laughs> the ushers will ring. But um, but he he's he's doing a fantastic work, and he will start that conversation. I will teach the upper Sunday. Um, a lady called Adara Umbelu will teach on the third Sunday. Uh, it promises to be. We're going into Christmas fully loaded. I I'm, I'm so persuaded about this December. All right. Um, oh, by the way, next Sunday, as our tradition and culture is as a church, before service, we will have breakfast. All right. If you, if you, yeah, we will have breakfast. And I'm not, it is a real breakfast. And that breakfast is partly what the church will provide and what you will bring. Okay. All, <laughs> all of us. I don't care. Bring a bottle of water, bring cupcakes, bring plantain chips. Uh, Martins make this lovely fried rice, fry eggs, and come in early. Come in at 8.30, we'll sit down, we'll have breakfast like Christians, we'll stop at about 9.45. And if, if you've never made it here before for that, please do come and invite people, all right? Fantastic. Um, what is, so I wanted to end this whole conversation. By the way, you see, they've put up all these interesting lights. It's because they have a, con we have a, there's a concert here tonight. This is not our regular lights, all right? Um, uh, Peter is having a wonderful concert here tonight. If you can make it, please do come. It promises to be a fantastic time. All right. Um, so we've talked about the history of the church. We said, uh, when you read Ephesians chapter 2, it speaks about the fact that we are being built on the foundations of apostles and prophets. That the church as we have it today didn't just drop from the sky. All right. And we, so we went down a thousand, two thousand years. The early church, um, the early church, uh, the Catholic Church, the Reformation, uh, the Reformed Church. So we look at Martin Luther. We looked at the birth of the Baptist Church, the birth of the Anglican Church in in, in London. Uh, we looked at um, we looked at the Evangelical Church. We looked at the Pentecostal Church last week, and this week we want to look at the future of the church. Uh, one thing I'm trusting God for is that by the end of this year, right, and even before that, that everybody at Life Point will be on fire. So help me tell the person next to you, tell them you will be hot. 
you will be hot, all right? And this is not the one they normally say when you're, you've put like lots of makeup on your face, oh, you're looking hot, or when you're wearing that tight dress, which you shouldn't. Uh, let's not even go there, but, that, but, but this is not that hotness. No, 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 no. This is, this is real hotness. Because I, I think as your pastor, I just realized that there are certain conversations that are easier when the fire of the Holy Spirit is on you. Should I go to club? Ah, no, just you leave it. You let the Holy Spirit talk to you. All right? That uh, should I should I P I should we're in a relationship? Are we allowed to hold hands? That's not between me. I, I'm tired of all those conversations. All right. <laughs> let the Holy Spirit, all right, uh, do the work in your in your life. All right. Some guy with somebody you'll be in the club and be singing fire, fire, fall, and, and then you'll be singing Davido and then you start speaking in tongues. <laughs> I'm telling you, and, and I'm trusting God for very strange experiences in the Holy Spirit. I refuse for anybody in life point to walk around empty. I refuse. I refuse. That you would you would that form of Christianity where you know the songs but you do not have the Holy Spirit burning. I refuse. Tell them, P.I. refuses. Tell the guy next to you or the lady next to you, you are going to be on fire. I know you are cool. I know you have a nice wig. I know you have a nice reputation in town. Everybody knows you. But you are going to embarrass yourself once in a while. Yeah? The Bible says on the day of Pentecost that they told them they were drunk. Yeah? And I know some of you have been drunk before. I just need to preach this morning because I just, I feel like I've, I'll probably be drawn in different directions. But I want to talk about the future of the church of the Holy Spirit will help me. As a gentleman called Bill Hybels, who says that the local church is the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world. I would like to read out of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 27. <sighs> Father, give me words to speak beyond my understanding. Lord, let me speak exactly what you want said. And let nobody here live the same. We thank you, our Father. A weddings, I normally would read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27, to 25 to 20, all the way down. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he may sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. And then Paul goes ahead to explain, I am really not talking about marriage. I am just using this example to talk about the church. When we think about the future of the church, this should be at the back of our mind. In fact, it should be in front of us. The fact that Jesus is at work in his body. And just in case you forget, who is the body of Christ? Who is the church? The church is you and I and the person on your left and the person on your right and that person who you do not believe has any right to be in the church. All of us are the body of Christ. So what is going to happen in the next, in the coming, in the coming years? What is going to happen? And I would speak as, as I understand it, okay? I believe that it will, it will progressively become more challenging to be a Christian. I believe that. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that we know that in the last days perilous times will come. It says men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. I will read that again. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good traitors, headstrong, stubborn, haughty, proud, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. The environment will con, con will continue, will 
will increasingly become less encouraging for people to seek God by themselves. All right. Matthew 24, 24, Jesus says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if they were as possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So deception will increase. They tease us in Africa that a lot of the reason why we seek God is because of the organized madness in which we exist. They say because you don't have light, you don't have water, you don't have security, you have to pray. But some of those things will be sorted out. Yeah. And people will become progressively more comfortable in different places. And people will become more independent. It's interesting thinking about this that the cities of the world the place so I mean all the places in the world that we used to admire all then go through all sorts of turmoil I was in Hong Kong I think it was years ago and I thought it was such a peaceful place I, I thought it was my favorite place in the world and I wouldn't even go there now even if you gave me a free ticket because they've been rioting for a while there will be unrest in the world it is not a curse it is the truth it is the truth. And because of the way people will continue to live, it will be more challenging to be a Christian. I, um, I mean, so sometimes when you travel, you are, you're just challenged by the things you see, right? Um, will we have I believe that we would have more scandals and failings within the church. And I say that because I know that the church is made up of imperfect people. And not all the, we're a work in progress, not all of us will let God do what he wants to do in our lives. Some of us are stubborn. Some of us are proud. Some of us refuse to listen. And so what will happen is that there will be scandals. You would hear things. Jesus says to Peter, before morning you will deny me three times. What is the future of the church? And what should our response be? Galatians 6.1 says, if anyone is overtaken in a fault, those of you who are more spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Also taking heed unto yourselves, lest you be tempted also. 1 Corinthians 12, 26, it says, If one part of the body hurts, the whole other part of the body, other members also hurt. That we need to prepare ourselves to be able to feel what is happening across the body of Christ. I would say five things at the end. One of them would be how I believe our prayer life as Christians is critical in the coming years. I think if our parents thought they prayed, our generation needs to pray more. And I say that very honestly. We will not, as a body of Christ, all learn the same thing at the same time. I've always known this, that we would arrive at different pieces of knowledge in God at different times and, and part of the growth that will happen in the next couple of years will require us to be patient for different parts of the body yeah preparing for this um, I strongly impressed on my heart was the word the Philistines the Philistines I kept, I kept and essentially it was this picture of a church that will continue to fight strong battles. David brings down Goliath. Some part of the scriptures talk about his brothers. He was not the only giant. The church will, in the coming years, be fighting. And it's already in that battle. 
And so when you read the book of Revelations, which I'm so happy we've studied at the midweek service now, yeah, as the first two or three chapters, he says to the seven churches, without fail, to him that overcomes. Let me tell the person next to you, tell them you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. So when we were younger, those were like the real names of churches. That's when you want to call it church, the overcomers assembly. Now it's all these fun, funky names, life point. <laughs> Should be the overcoming life point church of God. Oh yeah, let's see. And so he began to say to me, the Philistines. And I said, like, what are these? There are battles that the church, again, when I say the church, it is you and I will fight. One big giant that we will fight in the coming years is intellectualism. Where people will always, will want to reduce the relationship with God to a set of logic, fact, or statistics. There are things about our walk with God that will always be illogical, sometimes stupid and sometimes unexplainable. This is the truth about our faith. But there are people who would present and say, if you cannot explain this thing logically, it is not true. The Bible says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. It says the Jews require a sign. That's 1 Corinthians 1. It says, and the Greeks require wisdom. He said, but we preach Christ. And he's a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks. It doesn't mean that all the foolish things we will do are from God. That's not true. We have to own our own foolishness. Right? But it does mean that there are things the church will have to do and continue to do in the coming years that will not make sense. And we need to, Bible says, to have an answer ready for those who ask you questions. We need to dig into knowledge. But that will not be all about our faith. One Philistine that we will have to deal with is the liberal spirit. Where if it feels good and I can do it, then I should do it. Where people said, if God gave it to me, then he meant for me to use it the way he wants me to use it. I love 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 and 20 because it deals with the ownership issue. Because a lot of us say, I, I, if we behave like we own ourselves, the Bible says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Help me tell the person next to you, tell them you are not your own. You are not your own. Yep. You are not your own. But that spirit that says, I can do what I want to do when I want to do it and because I want to do it. People would tell us, and I say this carefully, of human rights, and they are true. They say because it's a human right, it is something that we must defend. That is not true. They say, look, it's a human right. I can marry a cat. Oh. <laughs> no, okay, are we not there yet? If we're not there yet, we'll get there. And then when as a Christian you say, no, you cannot marry a cat, sir. In the beginning, he made man a woman. Man marries woman. No, it's human right. You can't say that. You are, you are, you are what they call them, judgmental. You are this, you are that. Cats. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, not a, I, I'm a cat person for defensive reasons. Yeah, I think if you have lots of cats in your house, people don't visit you. <laughs> you know, if you come to my house and you just see six black cats and one white one, <laughs> you probably think twice about coming the next time. And you know I'm from Benin. You're like, hey, never really trusted this P.I. Joe. <laughs> but to marry a cat? <laughs> but it's that spirit, the church will have to fight. The church will not, should not be afraid to speak about what we know to be God's standards. There's another spirit of independence, and I think it's very tied to the liberal one, that says, I will make it my way. 
Look, I've said this before, we talk about the future of the church, that our parents knew what to do when it came to their walk with God. However, they did not always know why they were doing it. And so when we asked them, why are we doing night vigil on Tuesday, sir? Your father said, well, the pastor said we should do night vigil. <laughs> You're like, we are young and free. <laughs> we don't roll like that. But they did the night vigils and got results with God. We are young and free and we'd sleep through the night. We wake up to watch Netflix and check what happened in Instagram and then we go back to sleep and the devil is working. We say we are the generation that wants to know why it works, but we don't want to do the work. So the knowledge of the internal workings of certain things cannot excuse us from the work that needs to be done. There are people who are getting to that place where the church would find in the coming days people who will become proud. The Bible says knowledge puffs up. They would take one piece of knowledge in scripture and run from it and disengage from the body. One Philistine that we will have to fight as a church, the future of the church, is wrong doctrines. When we did the study of Revelations 2, 3, we would see Jesus speaking about, he called the churches out. In one church he said, guys, this is the doctrine of Balaam. Another church, he says, it is the doctrine of the Nicola. It's very that long word, you know that one. One other church, he told them, he says, this doctrine is come from this false prophet Jezebel. Jesus is very blunt. In fact, I'm looking to, I'm aspiring to become more like him in that regard. To just be blunt and say what's on my mind. And as I say this, I, I'm painting the picture, guys, that the church in the coming years needs to be ready to fight battles. Willing to fight battles. Another Philistine will be criticism, persecution. They said to the, they said to the apostles, Acts chapter 2, you guys are drunk. All through the book of Acts, 1 Acts 19, they get up and say, you are spoiling our markets. One king says to another prophet or says to Paul, he says, too much reading has made you mad. They would say to Jesus, you are a child of the devil. They would ask him, on whose authority are you doing this? You read Nehemiah, he speaks about Sambalat, Tobiah and Geshem. And I believe very strongly that the church will face strong criticism in the coming years. And we're already facing that. Some of the criticism will be justified because we are not perfect people, some of that criticism would just be because we are doing what God said we should do. I dare you today, type on Instagram or Twitter, I will not sleep with anyone before I get married. Full stop. Whew. <laughs> they will come for you. Oh, holy. And you know people are savage. You like, you know, I just, and then they will look for your ex-boyfriend when you were in federal worry and tag him and say, see what she said. Hint, hint. Is it not Falabi we knew in Abiyakuta? Falabi. <laughs> don't let us bring your pictures. They don't know that when any man is in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. And all things have become new. And I say that to someone today. But Bible says, He that is born of God overcomes the world. And I was preparing for this, I, I, I just felt that strong in it, talking about the future of the church, to speak to a David in our midst today. Someone who your current job description is a mundane thing. You are tending sheep in the backside of the desert. You feel that anointing because you had an encounter with the prophetic at some point, but you are not doing anything relevant at the moment. But one thing that is happening is that God is giving you private victories. And I know this, that private victories must always precede public victories. And so for someone in the backside of the desert, you are currently doing more. Nobody knows you. Right? And you are currently fighting private battles. David said, while I was tending sheep, 
a lion came. Nobody was there. And I don't know who it is. There's a battle happening within your heart. Someone you are dealing with alcohol and drug use by yourself. Someone you are dealing with masturbation and pornography. And you are fighting with everything that the Holy Spirit is enabling you. Someone you are dealing with low self-esteem or depression. And you are fighting that battle, David. I want you to know that that battle that you are fighting is not disconnected from the future of the church. Because what is happening is that God is preparing people in different places so that in the coming years, they will stand and say, I have fought the bear. I have fought the lion. This Philistine is going down. Yeah. I strongly believe. And I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. When I speak to us on Sunday like this, I don't see you in your current form. No. When I see Chinaya, I've been saying this to her. She would not hear me. And everybody knows this. I've told her, Eastern Nigeria belongs to you. And I say, sounds like a joke. It's okay. Maybe if I start calling Canada before you people believe me. But I can't say what. I mean, there are people who God is saying, I've left cities for you. I have left industries for you. It says your life is not a car. Your life is not a house. It is not a wedding day. You are bigger. You do not carry the Holy Spirit for that. It, your life is not a wedding day and a car, a nice car and a house in Banana Island. That is not your life. No, that is not your life. It was Raleigh who was praying two weeks ago. She says that whatever God is doing on the earth that he would not do without us. That they will not mention the history of the church in our generation and our name will not be there. God forbid. That, that he has tied to your name. That when we show up before him, that he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. What is the future of the church? Jesus will continue to walk in the background, in the public and by the spirit. The Bible says where we read in Ephesians chapter 5, that Jesus is having conversations with the church. He is doing a walk in the church. Jesus does not need our permission, but he needs our cooperation. The Bible says he's the one that gives the increase. Not all of God's work will be obvious to people or understandable by humans. Not all. The Bible says, had they known, they would not have crucified the king of glory. Sometimes God's parts and his rhythms are understood by benefit of hindsight. Or if you're very prophetic but rarely in the moment. So God will continue to build the church. God will continue to build the church. God will continue to build the church. In fact, he is the future of the church. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we will no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine Jesus is who we are becoming he says that we may grow up in all things unto him who is the head Christ Jesus is the future of the church guys he says he's at work he's at work he says he's doing a work of beautification be careful how you speak about the church be careful how you speak about another man's wife what will the coming days bring for the church? There's a preparation for the return of Jesus. Paul explains, he says, if only in this world that we have hope for God, he says we are most miserable amongst men. There is something about that hope that we have for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ that is meant to add an, a different dimension to our living if you forget that Jesus is coming, you don't live the full Christian experience. Tell the person next to you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Tell them. Tell the other person. The person next to you is not listening. Tell the other person. Tell them, Jesus is coming. He sent me an SMS yesterday. He's coming. All right. <laughs> I went for a wedding yesterday. Nice wedding. Oh, nice. Oh, the bride was beautiful. Oh, I felt like, I was going to say, that's not true. <laughs> I was going to say, I felt like, marrying again but I felt like marrying my wife again that's a, that's a quick uh, in case she listens to this message 
Pages, what did you say? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. And the guy was looking. His suit was very nice. Oh, he came late, but the suit was nice. <laughs> please don't come late for your wedding. Please, I don't want to be upset with you on your wedding day. Please, just use this to beg all of you. But I realized that there is, when you don't just say, get up in the morning. Some people do that, but you shouldn't do that. Just get up in the morning. We're getting married today. Oh, yeah, let's go. Follow me. Falabi, let's go. So who is the girl? Oh, I don't know. Uh, who is the choir? Who is the choir? I'm not going to call anybody's name. And Falabi just says, let's go. And just get there. Oh, I No, 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 no. Some of you are getting married next year. The wedding is already planned today. Some of you have not met the guy yet, but the colors are chosen already. Pink, red, and baby yellow. <laughs> It's all done. You even know what that, you know the Ketra. You know the songs the DJ will be singing. You're updating it every month as new songs come out. You're, you're already there. Yeah, you already have the playlist. You know the hotel you're going to stay that night. Similarly, <laughs> the church in the coming days will prepare for the return of Jesus. Yep. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 to 9, it says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. He says, for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife had made herself ready. And so what it means is that in the coming days, and I speak a bit in a parable, but in the coming days, that the bride will go, she will go and fit her dress. In the coming days, she would choose certain things. I, I believe that as the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nearer, people will begin to have unique spiritual experiences. Yeah? And I've said this before, that people will be in church and then the whole service will just change, right? That the drummer will get up and he will just start prophesying. I, I believe that. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, it had showed up gradually and then one day, everything... So, Rapture is not, the Bible says we will not, it will not come to us like those who are asleep because we're children of light. But you will see signs. You will, you will see signs. When people share the word, there will be such clarity and depth. It will be as if God is speaking through them directly. You will see things. God will raise translators and interpreters. There will be strong utterances and convictions. I mean, there's that American guy who's just suddenly woken up and just turned a preacher. Can't you? Yeah. It's my guy. <laughs> Those of you are looking at what? What is all this? It's coming. I'm waiting for Bonner. <laughs> I'm waiting for him. <laughs> I'm going to be his pastor. <laughs> We're doing this together. <laughs> I'm telling you. But there's a preparation in the coming years for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I must tell you this. I must tell you this. Oh, this will be the song. It says soon and very soon. Do you know the song? Let's tell me. We are going to see. People don't know that song. It's only the old people in the choir. <laughs> oh. They didn't sing that song with accent. You sing it with Nigerian emphasis. This is people accent you guys are singing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going. That is one marriage after party that you have to be at. Yeah, that is one party you cannot miss. I know. That party is going to be hot. <laughs> All white party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All these ones you go for, you pull, you now off the light, dance for 30 minutes, smoke weed, and come back hangover. Mm mm. The, the high that will high in that party. Uh, <laughs> uh, that party is going to be good. It's going to be good. What will happen in the coming days? The future of the church. Please listen. People will find new callings. I believe, and I said this on Wednesday, I say it carefully as impressed on my heart, that there is a generation of Christians, at least in our country, who have dodged their calling. I say this very respectfully. And so I believe that it seems like we have the work of two generations or more and it's our responsibility to make sure that our children do not have to do our work. Jesus will say to a church in Revelations, I have not found your work complete before me. 
they would say in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, speaking about Judas, they said, let another take his place. Nobody will take your place in Jesus' name. I was saying to them on Wednesday, I said, you know, he said the last church, he said, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. I said, God is knocking on the doors of the hearts of the church in our generation. And guys, the best time to start is now. In fact, I believe that there is work that God wants to do with you, with your life, that should have started already. Jesus at age six says, should I not be about my father's business? Hear me, guys. In the coming years, in the coming months, there are missionary outreaches to northern Nigeria that will be set up by young people. They will not be... People will... You see, it will not be just people going physically because I believe that God is causing back doors into places where the feet of people can no longer go for one reason or the other, but with technology. So someone will... How's the picture for me? Someone will, will understand how to use technology to reach people in places where the doors are shut physically. Yeah? Yeah. So there's a guy who, there's a lady, there's a person here who understands technology and God is knocking at the door of your heart and he's showing you northern Nigeria. He's showing you northern Africa. He's showing you the Middle East. Someone will understand how to write code to send the gospel to all sorts of interesting places. Yesterday I was praying and said someone will write the most, will create the most compelling games for young people. And in the middle of those games, gospel will be sent forth. That someone will have the answer to a generational challenge. And that someone will find the cure for an illness. Someone will find the cure for cancer. When they come, you will also speak about Jesus. And I, I say this, this is the future of the church. There's a handover, guys. I, I was saying last night how that if you have the benefit of having older people who have served God talk to you and pray for you and lay hands on you, please do. Please do. Please do. God says, I stand at the door and I knock. Just even the prayer effort that is required for the next season of the church requires people to sign up. Remember what we said last week? How to make sure you do not catch fire for God? It says, do not pray beyond your needs. But God is looking for people who would stay with him one hour every Saturday and pray for a country, a city, a people group that he would tell them. He's looking for someone who would pray 10 minutes every day for Asaba. He's looking for someone who would pray 15 minutes every day for London. Because there are people who, in terms of purpose and positioning, will do the work first in prayer. Paul says, I have planted, another has watered, God has given the increase. I believe that God is apportioning out nations, regions, industries, business. It has nothing to do with your age. It has nothing to do with your qualification. Rarely did God call a man or a woman, anyone, and the person said, yes, I've been waiting for you. What have you been waiting for? No. He shows up before Gideon. Gideon says, I, don't, I think you got the wrong number. He says, I am the least in my father's house and my tribe is the least. So he says, you got the wrong number. He shows up before Moses. Moses says, you do not understand. I am a wanted criminal. I killed somebody. It wasn't just that I, I hit the man and I ran. I killed someone. He says, and I cannot speak. He's knocking at the door of your heart. For some of us, the more he knocks, the louder we put the music. Because the truth be told, we're not, we don't really know what, you know, this is God. 
like play, like play, he'll say, we should go to my degree. <laughs> and by the time you, and the thing is that once you hear, then it's, it's finished. You can't say you didn't hear. So when we just hear him showing up, we just dodge. I mean, <laughs> and I'm saying this, and I'm saying this, but it's true. In church like this, it's fine because you're really not quiet enough sometimes. But in your personal time, when you dash into the place of prayer, you just pray, pray. Lord, I'm going out today. Please let this traffic open a way for me. Okay, please. And then let my boss at work, let their head be correct. Lord, give me favor. Let that girl I've been talking to, let her return my call. Uh, bless the church. And as he, as he shows us, say, okay, my son, just, you head out. God forbid that he will call you. At least you have told him what is important. Let me tell the person next to you, tell them God is calling you. They didn't hear you. Tell them, please, God. Tell them, answer the door. Answer the door. Answer the door. Answer the door. <sighs> the future of the church. There will be strange callings. I, I'm so. It's so interesting that this. The next. You'll be surprised who God will use. Two things, and we'll pray. I believe that one of the things that God is calling the church to do in the coming years as we preach and teach the gospel is that he's calling us to use, to understand the power of love. It, yeah. You know, that, that song where she says, if I had a superpower, I, I know you know the song, but I'm just testing you. <laughs> you know the song. I'm coming. I'm coming. You know the song. This whole church, you don't know that song where the girl goes, if I had... Okay, oh, I mean, it's in English. So that's why you don't understand it. Tennis song now. Oh, 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 look at you. Anyway, I know my pastors don't know those kind of music. China, yeah, you can never know that song, right? <laughs> but I believe that um, love is, this one, is the superpower of the church. How does God explain this to me? Jesus says, the works that I do and greater will you do. And what is the biggest thing that Jesus does? He gives his life. The Bible says, no greater love can a man have for his friend than to give. I believe that God is calling the church in the coming, in the coming days to use the superpower of love. And I'm not saying, this sounds, you know, for some people it sounds a bit cheesy, but understand this. That in the giving of yourselves to people who are undeserving, to things that are undeserving, to places and causes that will not necessarily, necessarily pay you back anything, to looking for people to bless. So, um, what happens when Moses and Aaron go before Pharaoh? They would do, they would, they would show a sign, and Pharaoh would bring his own sorcerers to counter or do the same thing until it gets to a particular one and they cannot do it. I believe that in the coming years that love is that superpower that the church will exhibit that cannot be matched. And the reason is that we have seen the greatest love of all. We have seen the greatest love of all. The, and I'm not saying you have to give your life. But for some people, there are things that God is calling you to give up. And to be. And to say. And to do for others. That love in the coming weeks and years will birth things that even science and technology cannot do. Right. There's a fighting church a loving church a glorious church a preparing church a serving church a church that allows Jesus walk within her we are the church five things I'm not just going to read them I'm not going to number one our prayer closets or altars must be functional and on fire. 
we are fighting, so we must pray. And, and the easiest way to pray sometimes is to pray with people and then pray by yourself. Pray with people and then pray by yourselves. We must engage the word of God more than we engage culture and technology. We must. The Christian work was never meant to be lived without scripture. You must finish your Bible over and over and over again. Those days when they tell you that you can read one verse and be fine. That's, that's not, in this, not in Lagos. Not in this day and age. We must fight to remain holy, hungry, and true. We must stay together, engaged, and around. You, I think if there's any time when the gathering of the church is important now, we must take our stands, territories, and nations. We must love recklessly, intentionally and habitually we must have love projects church I know you've been hot I know you are healing I know you're waiting for this and waiting for that but believe me that you can change a family with love don't let these people that buy Bentleys for their girlfriends deceive you that's not what love is if someone who loves you buys you a Bentley, God bless you. Ask them if they want to buy for your pastor. But that is not love. Or that is not love. That's not love, guys. Sometimes love is a prayer. Sometimes love is a hug. Sometimes love is money. Sometimes love is counsel. Sometimes love is a fight. Sometimes love is a rebuke. Guys, this church will pray. Oh, no. We will pray and pray and pray. And they would laugh at us. Why are you fasting 70 days and 70 nights? We will pray. Leave us alone. Why are you always fasting? Your pastor is a slim guy. <laughs> you don't understand grace. Abby. That's why you are fasting in this church. Yes, leave us first. We will pray. We will speak in tongues. Ah. Oh. praise God, we'll worship God, we'll study scripture we'll love you will come to church, we'll tell you, tell your neighbor you love them why are they always saying that in that church don't they understand personal space and boundaries <laughs> it doesn't even rehearsal one day we we'll all go out and get on the express and be shouting, we love you, we love you <laughs> but guys open your hearts, let the one who owns you get in and have a conversation with you Yeah, I, I, so that's the next couple of years as God tell whatever he impresses on our hearts we will share but don't forget he's preparing the church for a party may I ask that you pray for the person on your left and on your right may I ask that you pray for them you're praying over their next couple of months and years you're praying that whatever it is that God is doing on the earth, that he would not do without them. You're praying for them that they will be a serving church. You're praying that they would use their superpower of love. You are praying for them that they would allow Jesus walk in their lives. He says that by, the, by speaking things, the washing of water by the word, that he may present her to himself. Declare that that person you are praying for will be holy, without blemish, glorious. Declare that they will stand at the, at the feast, the marriage supper of the Lamb. He says, let the bride, the bride is ready. Declare that they will be ready. Declare that they will be ready. Declare that they will be ready. Declare that they will carry the fire of the Holy Spirit. Declare that they will carry the fire of the Holy Spirit. Declare that they will pray, that they will pray. It says pray without season. Declare that they will pray. Declare that their life will be a testimony for the gospel. 
declare that God will do awesome and wonderful things through them. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in your understanding. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in your understanding. Declare that they will hear beyond their, 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 their weaknesses. They will hear God's call beyond, beyond their past. They will hear God's call beyond their mistakes. That, that, God, that God will raise giants and champions in this house. Declare that we are a fighting church. We are an overcoming church. We are a church who refuses to quieten down to be politically correct and to please people in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Declare that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is carried in multiplied measures in this house. Declare that mantles fall upon us as a church. Declare that anointings fall upon us as a church. Declare that we hear what God is saying. We follow. We keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Declare that they shall hear. When they show up, they will hear him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Marabadash, that whatever God is doing on the earth, that he will not do without us. Marabadash, Kaleba Rabados, Emanda Rabadash, Kalabasata, Emanda Ragados, Shatarabada. I pray for David in this house who is fighting private battles in the name of our Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray for strength. I pray for courage. I pray for strength. Let them face the bear. Let them face the lion, knowing that you are the one who is with them in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says the church, that we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Let us declare that. Let us declare that we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. My God, we will not be quiet. We will not be quiet. We will not let Jezebel take away our testimony. We will not let Balaam corrupt our conscience. He tells one church after the other. He says to him who overcomes, can you begin to declare over our lives that we overcome in the name of Jesus. We overcome in the name of Jesus. Life Point Church overcomes in the name of Jesus. The Elevation Church overcomes in the name of Jesus. You can even call the names of other churches around. But we are declaring that the church of God in Nigeria overcomes in the name of Jesus. We declare that the house on the rock overcomes in the name of Jesus. The redeemed Christian church of God overcomes in the name of Jesus. The four square gospel church overcomes in the name of Jesus. My God, we declare we are an overcoming church. As we pray this morning, can I ask you to ask God one question? Lord, what will you have me do? Lord, what will you have me do? What will you have me do? I'm going to ask the band to sing in the background. Don't let the song distract you. I'd like you to speak to your father and say, Lord, what will you have me do? What will you have me do? What will you have me do? Maharaba Shalaba. Lord, what will you have us do? Take one or two minutes and have a conversation with God. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. 
To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.com.